Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope it's great. Mine's been shitty. Agnes has had some traumatic stuff happen, um, but over the hump. We're over the hump, yeah. Do you want to share? It's like not that I feel like it's really uninteresting to talk about dog stuff. Yeah, well your dog your dog was very sick and that's My dog that's was intense, really, my yeah. dog ate something off the street that was poisonous and it was like hospitalized for several days and it was extremely traumatic because I'm obsessed with my dog but I also do understand that like talking about your dog I don't like it when people are like my dog's really sick or sure. I'm like I just but don't want to hear it so I think both yeah both of those things can be true you you are sane enough to realize that a dog is not a person and yeah. it's not necessarily the same thing and yet you know your emotions and that situation was very real and I like care about him more than most people obviously yeah. because he's my dog but I'm not going to burden everybody with my dog story unless you want to talk about it, in which case, you know, DM me on Instagram. But BB is on the road to recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, He needs to stop eating those adaptogens on the street. No, he ate. I don't know what it was. He needs to do a cleanse. Actually, I think it was a natural poison whatever it was. It did come from nature. I think it was a palm seed, a palm seed. I know we know that, you know, this year soon they're going to fucking put palm seeds in there smoothies and then kill themselves because it, it'll that's kill you too that's the final uh speculative but promising is it's just like <laughs> in your smoothie and then a million insane women just die all at once just i know oh my god yeah they finally reach like maximum goopness and like mm-hmm. we all just go out i would go out with them sure why not what yeah. would there be to live any for anymore if there was no goop exactly we wouldn't have anything to do i know where would i go to hear we would have to transition fully to like a sex in the city podcast which would honestly be fine i would i mean i have been watching so much sex in the city it's really messed up are you like going back and watching the old ones as well or just the new ones yeah and i watched both movies and i'm watching the old ones and i'm watching the new ones as they come out i mean it's just like it's the only thing i watch uh what did you think about the Che Diaz fantasy sex scenes on the last episode. I thought, wait, weren't they just the exact scene that actually happened? But it was like they were standing in like a white. Room. It was like a white, yeah. It was like a a, a 
purgatorial liminal space but wasn't it but it was just like the same dialogue it was all the same thing yeah i think it was what actually happened i think it was just her like remembering what happened i didn't think really much of anything because i feel Mm. i felt like it lasted for like one second and then they were like miranda you're you're fantasizing at brunch or whatever happened and she was just like jacking off while her son was talking to her and like oh yeah didn't even turn off the vibrator (laughs) i hate miranda so much they've really created a character that is so unlikable but really all of the characters on that show except for samantha are and always have been the most unlikable worst people in the world yeah i mean i you know i only watched the original show casually but it seems and but for some reason i'm like obsessed with and just like that maybe because it just seems like it's happening in real time and there's something everyone's sort of watching it and like laughing at it at the same time which is sort of fun it's so weird it's so good it's like the other thing was i forgot that early sex in the city was actually really funny Mm. like the first two seasons are funny and it just like became a soap opera at a certain point which is like why when it got bad and like this is definitely not funny but you know i'm still watching it i don't know why no yeah i don't know there's very little humor i but i love sort of the the ineptitude of some of the things like carrie's weird new apartment which i guess was supposed to look insane but it was like was this a green screen it didn't look real i mean i think it was just supposed to be like the kind of place that like she wouldn't want to live in yeah like that doesn't make sense for her and she's you know her realtor now she's friends with her and she didn't know what Diwali was which is like you've lived in New York you have it's just just like crazy that you wouldn't even have heard well, of this holiday before she, yeah she like goes into the the sari store and she's like what are these like she's never she's seen never the seen saris before she's anything. probably never had Indian food uh, but they like, made I a whole like she the real character like would be wearing like a fucking sari like on the subway every day and like not caring what anybody thought yeah um or at least like in the 90s like in the 90s i'm sure there was a sari in there oh yeah i mean if she yeah if she is not knowledgeable about indian culture at least she lived through the 90s when every white girl wore like a bindi on their forehead yes myself included i must well you know we all saw that no doubt video so i mean it was I loved Gwen Stefani. I thought she was like the perfect woman. Gwen, Gwyneth, those were my women. Gwen and Gwyneth. Gwen, I guess since she's married the country person, she's kept sort of a low profile. Well, isn't she? I think she's on a reality show or something. She, oh, maybe, yeah. I think she's she's a judge. Judge on The Voice, which I don't watch, but it's very like red state. Like she, when she's from Orange County, like she's a deeply conservative person. She always was. Is she? Yeah, I don't think she's vocal about her politics because she realized it will alienate some of her fan base but like she yeah she's definitely conservative she was such a like little i mean she that was like my version of feminism when i was like 12 was like the tragic kingdom is that what that album was called tragic kingdom yeah yeah spider webs and just a girl and all that very cool yeah, it was really cool. Very, uh, so you watching and just like that, are you doing Emily in Paris as well? No, but I'll get to it. You I liked to. Emily in Paris. I so. so the first season, I sort of was like, I am hate watching this a little bit, but it's entertaining. The second season, I really am like, oh, this is one of the greatest shows on television. I mean, I don't know. I I, I can't relate to the people who like don't have that like escapism 
thing in their brain when they're watching TV. Like I want a little bit of, I don't need to see like the trauma and drudgery of daily life reflected back to me every time I turn on the TV. Like I just, why would you want that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's similar to, I mean, it's, they sort of are in the same family because Darren Starr and Mike, Mike, Michael Patrick King, like they're, they're basically the same show. Yeah. Um, but this season, I think it just, the plotting is so tight and fast paced and like, it becomes really propulsive. And then Lily Collins's performance, I think is so smart. And like, she knows exactly what genre she's in and she's, she's like way smarter than the character she's playing and like commenting on it, but still, still like living in the moment. I just think it's just, it's such a brilliant performance. Mm, okay. Well, I'm going to have to watch it. And the French woman, their boss gets more to do this season and she's like fantastic as well. Yeah. I don't think I finished the first season. I think I watched like the first like six episodes or something, but I was like liking it, but then I just, I don't know what happened, you know, who knows? Yeah. It's, I think it's just, uh, it's, it, it, it satisfies pretty much the exact same urge as, and just like that, except it's less depressing because the characters are younger. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's what is, it's sort of depressing. Cause like the, the tone of, and just like that is so much more serious than the first couple of seasons, but it's of the real show of sex in the city, but it's like, well, what do they have to look forward to? You know, like it's yeah. just depressing. And I just mean, a long physical and mental decline. I mean, Carrie had hip surgery, the plastic surgery scene in this past episode was pretty funny. I found it triggering. No, I could see that. Um, How they were like with Mario Canton. They're like, oh, you're hot. You're fine. And then with like a woman, you're like, Oof, and they're like, like, time is harder on women. I was like, why? Sex and the City has always been the like least feminist show on the planet. And it's always been trying to convince you that it's the opposite. I, that's why I didn't like it when I was younger, I was smarter and I was more, Mm. I was like more independently minded. And I was like, this is disgusting. I don't want to be like these people who are just like obsessed running around trying to find a guy all the time. The whole show is about these women trying to get a boyfriend. That's what the whole thing is about. Like why is this progressive? I felt bad for the realtor character. Cause like her, she's such a, I love her as an actress and not only like in the show, you know, you're supposed to sort of make fun of her parents for being like, oh, you need to get married, blah, blah, blah. But then Carrie is literally doing the same thing to her. And her whole plot now is like, oh, is it okay that she's alone? And that's like, the show is not even commenting on that anymore. It's that's just literally what her plot line is. Yeah. Like it's all, it's all so messed up. I don't know. Um, Yeah. And like none of them also like all of a sudden, how much money are these women supposed to have? Because it just seems like they have unlimited resources. Yeah, endless, endless. They probably, well, yeah, Carrie, I mean, I think we talked about this last time. Like Carrie probably was inherited like a hundred million dollars from big or something. Like it's, it's but like how rich is he's, I mean, I guess these guys can get really rich. I don't know. Yeah. He's like a huge hedge fund guy. I have no idea. I, I think we're not, we're definitely not supposed to think about the money at all. Yeah. But I don't really get how, I mean, Miranda was a corporate lawyer, so she's like pretty well off, but even, even a corporate lawyer wouldn't be able to do all, I don't know. I think yeah, we're even like a corporate it. lawyer or like Charlotte like doesn't work. And her husband is like a lawyer too. like lawyers make a lot of money, but like, they're not, I mean, it's just like, it just the amount that they spend is so intense. Like, I don't think 
I mean, it's like, what's her name from Orange, from Beverly Hills? Like, <laughs> that's how they all Oh, live. Erica Jane, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. when they live like that, they go bankrupt. So how is this happening? I don't understand. I mean, maybe that'll be the next season as they all... Oh, my uh, God. They, they all realize be- their husbands are embezzling money from old people that should be charlotte's storyline that her husband yeah that would i mean that would be so satisfying to watch these women in poverty that would like nothing would be more satisfying than that (sighs) yeah just well (laughs) i mean that would be really depressing (laughs) if they just ended up like it becomes like a darden brothers movie yeah i don't know I will watch it as long as they're giving it to me. I will watch it. And I, I just think like, I think without, I understand why, why, um, rewatching it. I, I do understand why, um, Kim Cattrall doesn't want to come back and do that character anymore. It's like completely, it's so undignified, the things that they made her do. Yeah. That character would, I mean, they really did all the characters sort of dirty, but that one I think would would have been in this version of the show like the most cartoonish and the most pathetic. And so she's just very, like, very smart sad. for not doing it. Yeah. They always wanted to like punish her and show her like acting like a fool or being re- sexually rejected or like the last time you see her at the end of Sex in the City 2, <laughs> which I watched that like I've never, I've never seen it. It ends with her like lying on the floor or like on the ground in the middle I like in the middle of this like Arabic market and all of these guys are like throwing condoms at her and calling her a whore and like that's the end that's like one of the last things and then the next scene she's like having sex on the roof of a car that's the that's wow. her character that's how she they sent her off that sounds like breaking the waves or something yeah it's really disturbing um it's like, why would she want to, it's like, it's supposed to be like fun. Like she's right. Like it's not, that's not feminist. <laughs> like what's the, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, all right. We got anyway. a few, a few news items. We have actually a lot to cover today. We have a lot. There's a we, lot. In goop. A lot of, a lot has happened in the goop and goop adjacent universes since we've last spoken. Yes. And it was really, it's been an exciting week for yeah. us. Um, do you want to start, should we start with, Amanda Chantal Bacon or Alison Roman? Oh, I mean, Alison Roman is what she's going to CNN. Yeah, it's not. The Alison Roman thing's not that big of a deal. She got a new show on CNN Plus, which is, I guess, a new streaming service that's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand. I mean, I under, I guess I understand what it will be. She's going to do recipes and then like talk to, I think it's going to try to be like a, like a Padma Lakshmi thing where she like talks to the people who, originated the recipe so she's trying to do a little penance i think for her cultural appropriational background she's got to move on from it she's got to just like she should be the new like anthony bourdain that's what they should be doing like i think that's what they're planning yeah it should be like a travel show where she's like cooking and stuff because just because like that's what's fun to watch i don't really get i mean i guess that makes sense if it is more in the anthony bourdain vein that it would be on cnn because well he was on cnn he was on cnn yeah but like they have discovery plus is all of their that company that's like time warner's big like food that's like food network and hgtv and there's a million that seems like the genre that she would be in but i guess she's positioning herself as a little bit more like highbrow than the she always kind of has right she's not really like a like her whole thing is she's like an, the anti Martha Stewart. Yeah, she's yeah, like a yeah. cool, 
like single New York girl who like makes this stuff in her kitchen and like throws it together effortlessly and like whatever she well and it is funny because like I think I you know I follow her and I follow all these sort of like food world personalities and then when I was at um, my mother-in-law's house over Christmas I was we were watching tv with her and my sister-in-law and they were watching like discovery plus like food network shows and Mm -hmm. they there's so many other personalities that I that mean absolutely nothing to me that it's like a completely different audience yeah like they were watching all of these ones with um who's the couple from Waco what it's like this Christian couple from Waco that do like food and design and everything oh that woman yeah uh, the prayer pioneer woman no not pioneer woman fuck um it's here i'll look it up waco lifestyle you'll recognize the name it is do 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 oh man no i guess i'll never know waco they're from waco everyone is screaming over Joanna Gaines, Joanna Gaines, Chip and Joanna Gaines. I do not know who those people are. Well, they're like apparently the most famous food world people in the country. I thought Waco was like literally just a desert. That like (laughs) I didn't know you could be. I thought that was just like I mean, I thought it was just a desert where that guy where the Branch Davidians were. No, I think now because of these this couple, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Uh, Waco is sort of like the red state Brooklyn. Like it is the trendiest place to to live now if you're of that ilk. Oh, they, I see. They've they've sort of like taken, I mean, I just watched one episode of their shows, but they take like this like sort of very watered down like Brooklyn circa 2005 hipster aesthetic and make it completely, completely, you know, palatable to middle America or whatever. So it's like mason jars and like exposed beams and Edison light bulbs and stuff. Oh but yeah. It's like, I mean, it's all just like this tired shit that's all over. Pinterest. Yeah. Um, but it's, I guess, really popular. And my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law love it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was, I guess my point is Allison Roman wouldn't necessarily fit in with her and yet yeah, they are basically too- doing the same thing. Yeah, I feel like that Food Network stuff is too, like, conservative, and it's not, like, cool enough for Allison Roman. Like, she wants to be, like, because she's, like, from the New York Times, like, yeah. she's more, like, intellectual, like, I, and I feel like CNN is, like, a more, like, prestigious, sure. like, Sure, except now it's going to be all the same thing. It's as all, Food Network? As all, it's all Discovery. Discovery, HBO, CNN, it's all one thing now. But they're distinct like brands. Yeah, but they're bun. I mean, this is, but they're bundling the streaming service. You pay one thing, and it's all the channels are all there. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Anyway, so I guess that's not as interesting as the Amanda Chantal Bacon profile. The Amanda slash- Chantal Bacon article <laughs> was really interesting. This is on my list. I'll just go ahead and say it's my okay. craziest. Like, just her. Just yeah, this story. Um, was intense it was i mean so this was a story that appeared on business insider it was 20 pages long 20 well we got the pdf it was 20 pages of a a large font so i don't think it was like 20 real pages okay well yeah it didn't read it read pretty quickly (laughs) i was like like, "Hmm, this is really going by it was 20 pages of like a 48 font (laughs) 
text. Okay. But it was, it was, you know, it was a, it was a hefty article. And I feel like any, I mean, on one hand, any like woman, like public facing woman business leader gets a profile done like this, like everyone from Martha Stewart to Gwyneth Paltrow to Alison Rome, like every, they all, it's like, oh, they're difficult. Oh, they're crazy. I don't know. Like it's the same fucking thing, except for Amanda Chantal Bacon, I think maybe she deserves being called crazy. Amanda Chantal Bacon is, well, I, I mean, I guess first I didn't really understand that Moon Juice was like such a big thing. I lived in Silver Lake when that first, the first Silver Lake one opened. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should I, say for people who don't know, I think people know, but Amanda Chantal Bacon is the owner of Moon Juice, which is a popular juice bar slash lifestyle company yeah like I just definitely discovered it like organically it was like literally across the street from my old apartment so I was like what's this and I used to go on my way back from my bar classes and like get a smoothie there like on my way home which looking back was probably the best period of my entire life I mean just because that was like my morning routine and it was so delightful and I loved that they had this smoothie that was like banana and walnut and it was so good and it had like maca powder in it Mm. it was my favorite smoothie and I used to get it like once or twice a week and um and I loved it I never really I think I bought I've never really used the dusts but it did get me started on using maca powder in my smoothies so that was a thing from I, I like I've been given the dust. Like I think you gave me one for something. Yeah, because I got I got some dust somehow. I don't know. I don't remember buying dust, but I acquired some dust, some sex dust, and some what is the other one? Brain dust. Uh, and I yeah. still probably have some in my cupboard because it's truly disgusting. Yeah, I mean you just put a little in your smoothie. You can't really taste it, right? Uh, it can. has that mushroomy. I mean, it's similar to the um, the. Mat- the metabolism goop dust or powder that is like it's like that trying to be chocolate but you can taste all the mushrooms in there similar similar vibe yeah it's not great um but the stores are like incredibly sparse and there's just like a oh and they also had like pre-made ones that i used to love and there was one called um strawberry surf strawberry silver strawberry um, I almost called it Strawberry Surfer, which I think is a Jamba Juice. Oh, I was but, thinking that was a Marvel character. The, no, it's the Silver Strawberry so, that was um, that had. Oh God, I can't even remember what the silver is called, but it's like strawberry, but it has silver in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That, the, what's um, that silver called? Colloidal silver. Colloidal silver. And then I started going out with Brian, and he was like, "You have to stop drinking that. It's going to turn you blue." And I was like, "Okay," and I stopped drinking it, but. Kind of regret giving it up. No, colloidal silver, that's like an old school remedy. I remember from back in my like teens and 20s when I was really into Andrew Weil books, he mm. would always recommend colloidal sur- silver and I would I would get them get, get little droplets at my like Park Slope food co-op. But that guy did turn blue. Uh yes, you can turn blue if you but you have you to have like a lot. I mean, a I lot, never yeah. drank them. I mean, I'm not rich enough to turn blue. I mean, no. like <laughs> it's silver. Like these smoothies were like twelve dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this place has now expanded in the past several years. They're not only like have the moon juice bars, but they sell their dust to other stores like goop sells it. Um, I've even seen it in the little like stupid neighborhood doodad stores around me. Like 
Yeah. The, the dusts are out there. They're in stores. Like they're in, I don't know. Like, I feel like they might be at like urban outfitters or something. Probably. Yeah. Well, cause she got a round of, and I don't know any of these financial terms, but like VC, like cap, I don't know, but anyway, she got money, whatever it is. Yeah. To similar to like what goop did, but I think on a lower level, but the, the brand is, is primed to sort of expand. And I guess their next goal is to like bring all the dusts and bring moon juice to middle America. Which is like, fine. I mean, like middle America is just, the thing is that like these people, those people are just as into wellness as us. They just oh, yeah. like, don't have as good, like not us personally, but like, they just have a different like aesthetic, but like, remember that thing that everybody went crazy where like Alex Jones and Gwyneth Paltrow were selling the same supplement. Totally. Yeah. It's all, if like, everyone, everyone loves pseudoscience. It's like not red state, blue like, state. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like what kind of like hat the person is wearing or whatever. And I think, I mean, maybe the, the sort of, uh, stereotypical, like LA earth goddess persona that Amanda Chantel Bacon has, sort of cultivated in the past 10 years. I think that because of the anti-vax movement, because of Instagram, I think that aesthetic now is more um, digestible to like conservative people in the middle of the country. And like that hippie, that hippie vibe doesn't necessarily mean you're like coastal elite or like left-wing politics. It's it's just like what you were talking about with like this couple in Waco. It's like, that whole thing that was like very cool in LA and New York in like whatever, like 2010, 12, 11, 12, like five, whatever. But like her, I feel like 2012 is like that. If that's like very 2012 to me. And I feel like that's where it's, it's like the same thing. It's like the Mason jars, the whatever, like, I feel like it's all part of the same thing. Like the rustic, like mm-hmm. braided hair turquoise jewelry like um kind of like hippie adjacent natural like natural like earth mother yeah. person is like I don't feel like I feel like the whole wellness thing is like not I don't really feel like people in LA are into wellness anymore no, I think it's sort of I mean people in LA will always be into wellness to some extent but like that sort of uh that aesthetic that was like very self-consciously aping like the seventies Laurel Canyon vibe. I think that whole thing has been a little passe, but also like I barely go out anymore. I don't really see that many people. I don't know what people are dressed like. In LA. I just, yeah. I mean, I just, I associate it with like what you're saying with like the Mason jars and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, like, which was always trying to act like you were like from the country or something. Sure. But I think, and like, as I mean, I always, the, the, the sort of cultural vibe, I get my cues from Lana Del Rey albums more than anything else. And so like when she, you know, stopped focusing on New York and sort of moved to LA, so did I. Now her last couple albums, she's talking about like living in the country and going back to the land. So I think that's the vibe is like red state, barns, anti-vax, anti-mask, marry a cop. Like, I think that's the new vibe is just like super reactionary fascist. Yeah. And I think Amanda Um, Chantal Bacon has, according to this article, has those fascistic attributes baked into her personality. So she's primed to take advantage. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's just like, if you want to expand, like you have to go into like other parts of the country, but also like, it's not like people in like Dallas and Austin, Texas, and like 
Memphis or something. It's not like these people are just like completely like backwards, like of course morons who like don't know what any of the stuff is. Like they're like they're also like they're cosmopolitan people. They live in cities. They just aren't like coastal cities. Yeah, it's um it's a slightly different uh perspective. And yet I think because of social media and because of nationalized politics, it's all there's less sort of regional differences. So I think it's easier for a brand like this to, to expand um, into different parts of the country. Yeah, I think so too. Um, But this article also was mostly talking about like talking to former employees that say that she, um, Amanda Chantel Bacon, uh, there was like a sort of a, a, a bad work environment that became sort of a dangerous work environment during COVID. So she was very um, against having hand sanitizer in any of the stores because it went against her natural aesthetic. Uh, it, but you, I don't get that. Cause it's like, you could still get like night, like really expensive, like high end hand sanitizer. But I think anything with alcohol, anything that felt like it was killing microbes. I really think that she, I do think that she, fully believes her bullshit and is I don't think she I think she's smart enough as a businesswoman to not say that she's anti-vax but I think all those things like she's anti-vax anti-mask anti-hand sanitizer I think all those things are probably true of her I guess I don't know the um I mean she must be like there was that one part where she was like trying to get one of her employees who was quarantining because they thought they had COVID to like go to work yeah well (laughs) and and because specifically because she had just laid off 20 people and yeah. she wanted to make sure her store wasn't like destroyed by the disgruntled workers. That she yeah. And like, I guess like a giant gold crystal, which or something. Oh, that, like, it, this like, was a big thing. Yeah. This was uh, stolen. It was which, a, it was a giant crystal. It was like a pink, what's whatever the pink was that rose quartz. It was, a, oh, it was, it was rose quartz. It I was, thought I read something was gold and I was like, I don't understand how this is a gold and a crystal. I don't know what I'm reading, but I guess I was just like not reading. It. No, I think it was a giant rose quartz that got stolen from the Silver Lake Moon Juice store. This was in 2016. And yeah. she sent out this very sort of plaintive, uh, sincere post about. She was like, like trust me, you don't want the energy of a stolen yeah. crystal, which is like a good point. I remember that because Father John Misty, like, went wild and like just started um making fun of her on social media and then everyone accused father john misty of the person is as the person who stole the crystal what if father john misty did steal the crystal that would be amazing i mean i think ultimately father john misty and amanda chantal bacon will probably end up married i know well no she's already found her soulmate i listened to a podcast about this part of it is like i think that i there was a podcast that was referenced and i'm pretty sure that that podcast was um expanded by to be magnetic my podcast that I listened to because she is there's a two-hour long episode with Amanda Chantal Bacon that I listened to in its entirety Mm -hmm. and like one part of it was about how she met her um her husband about like getting visited by the ghost of her friend who died while in the midst of being canceled which I really want to know who that person is Kevin Spacey I know he didn't I don't know she was like my friend died um, suddenly and they were being canceled and if they were still alive they would be even more canceled it was a woman who would now I I need to know and she comes to me and she's like and the press you know I would never defend her when she was alive because you know how the media is but 
that was like my regret. And that was the first time I'd ever had any regret was like when she, her friend died and she didn't defend her from being canceled. It was probably some cancellation within the wellness community that we're not. But who's the press? Like, who are these like reporters that are asking her for comment on this other person's cancellation? Like, who could it possibly have been? I can't think of one woman who was in the middle of getting canceled and died. You'd think that that would be something that I could just. Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. Yeah. I have no idea. We'll have to do some research. There must be someone on Reddit who's been like, this is who she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and then the other thing, which I was like, cut, guys, this is r- a little ridiculous, was apparently people, at, employees at Moonjuice were like afraid to go to work during like the Black Lives Matter protests last summer yeah. because they thought Moonjuice would be like targeted, <laughs> which on that one, I'm sort of on Amanda Chantel Bacon's side of like, go to fucking work. Like this is, yeah, you're not going to be. And also yeah. like no employee, well, I don't know, but like, I don't think like any damage that was done to like buildings and stuff was like at night when no one was there. Yeah, like exactly. it was never like, people weren't like going into like stores and like beating up employees or do, harming them no. in any way. And the way that they framed it in the article, I mean, this is like business insider, but they were like during the lootings of last summer, it's like, eh, give me a break. Well, Amanda is um, a complicated figure, but I did feel like this article, like a lot of these, they, there will be like a couple of like actually juicy things or like things that are kind of messed up. And then there will be like a lot of stretches that they have to make to like make it an actual story. And like, I think it started with like the most damning the like account, which was the social media manager who both wasn't allowed to post anything without Amanda Chantal Bacon's approval and also wasn't allowed to talk to Amanda Chantal Bacon, which is just like really funny and is like an impossible situation. Yeah. Was that, I didn't really understand. Was that because she, she, this was the moon juice official social media account that she wasn't allowed to post on or this was all. Okay. So that just seems like a bad, like either let her do her job or let her email you if she has a question. Well, yeah. I mean, like it was, it was, wild like she wasn't allowed to email her and I guess she the story goes that she like walks into a boardroom and says you know can I post this can I have your approval and Amanda Chantal Bacon just puts her head down and like puts her hair in front of her face so that like she can't even see her eyes and it's like malignant. Say a single word and then the next day she got fired so like <laughs> I mean I, yeah that I just sucks. thought that was amazing and um just I don't feel like just to bring it back to Gwyneth like I just don't feel like we're ever going to get a story like that about her because I genuinely don't think she's like that no no not at all like I mean despite Gwyneth's faults she seems very sort of communicative and and wanting to talk through things and and collaborative well I mean we there was that article that came out that said that was like you know either Gwyneth's way or the highway but again it's like these aren't like female business owners and I don't know. I like, don't think when it's way or the highway is the same thing as like putting your hair in front of your face in a meeting. So someone can't look at you. Like yeah. those are not the same thing. Like, of course she has like a strict way that she like runs her business. Like it's fine to, to do that. Especially if it's like so much about like her and her like personal aesthetic is like the entire business. So like, yeah. okay, of course it's going to be her. Like she has the final say on everything, but like, this is just like a completely like toxic and like deranged way to behave. And I, I feel like it's, 
really shocking to me how huge wellness is. It seems always seems so rinky dink and like low, like on the totem pole, it always just seems like some weird woman with an Instagram account. And then it turns out it's like a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. Cause I think so much of it is, I mean, I think there are certain pockets of the population that like to talk about wellness a lot, but I bet you the majority of the people that buy these things are just don't talk about it. They're like, they're slightly ashamed or they, they know that it's like ridiculous, um, but they're still spending money. But I did this morning, put maca in my smoothie. Mm. Just the like um, the guy on succession in order to uh, impregnate his, uh, you know, but I don't girlfriend. think they're using it right on succession because I think it's for, I think it's like for female. Oh, interesting. I don't think that it works for your, I don't think that's how it works. Okay. I think they were, I think Kendall and whoever else were talking about it were wrong. I see. Or was it Kendall? I don't remember, but. Uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, she also, she moved to Montecito, which seems like that's just what you do when you get. To well, that's what you do when you get really, when you live level. in LA and you get really rich. Yeah. When like you're too rich, even to live in the Hollywood Hills, you're like, I guess Montecito yeah. is the next step. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm moon juice. I mean, I think she is like a, totally fascinating character i but i think moon juice itself is like a pretty banal brand and like it's just like juices and dusts which don't seem that interesting to me um but her cult of personality i guess makes it interesting i guess but it's also like i well i did not know and i don't think most people know her as the moon juice person like i think moon juice stands as a brand independently of her way more than like goop does oh yeah 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 um or like they were like i mean who even knows who the head of warby parker is and it's like that's true i don't know who he who they are but like um i was going to moon juice for a really long time before i knew who amanda chantal bacon was i didn't know who amanda chantal bacon was until that um that what I eat in a week. That L, yeah, it was like an L profile where it was, yeah, what she ate in a week that it was like $700 a week for just her little like bowls and smoothies and stuff. Yeah, was, and like I, wasn't it $7,000? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That would be, I think it was 700, but maybe not. <laughs> that would make more sense. 7000 um, Yeah, well, I, yeah, but I was like Oh, and the employees, the employees had to, they have to like wear comp- all like all white, not because of necessarily the aesthetics of all white, because she thinks it will make them more mindful when they're making smoothies, not to spill. It's like yeah. a fucked up little game. And they were, they had to like only eat moon juice stuff while they were working, but they only got like $12 of like moon juice bucks to spend. So they could only have like one juice and like two tiny cookies. And so they were all starving at work. Yeah, because they, I guess they were doing like full eight hour shifts or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I do like, I do like the product. I I have to say, I, I, they're fine, but it's no different than any other like juice or smoothie or whatever. I don't think, right? I don't know. Like, I do feel like with this stuff, like there is something to be said. I mean, look. I think you have to be kind to people. And like, I don't like these stories that Amanda Chantal Pagan isn't kind to like her employees and stuff. But like, I think there's kind of something to be said for like establishing an energy around these types of products. Like they're all sort of functioning on this other level anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, what she's really good at and what Gwyneth is good at is they're 
sort of taking the most dysfunctional parts of their personality and their most idiosyncratic parts of their personality and finding a way to like make money off of it and to be like, oh, you think I'm crazy? Well, I'm going to be rich and crazy now. Yeah. And like they, but also like look at, go on their website and like look at all their little recipes and stuff. Like it's kind of exciting and fun. And like, I definitely think it's different than, than, you know, like other, I mean, it's the most it's the kind of thing where it's like if it didn't exist you could imagine it existing but this is the only thing like it that it really ex- does exist if that makes any sense yeah it's it's just going full because there it, there's always that that sort of vibe with these new age juice places of like oh these people are insane but this one it just goes full full force into it and you don't have to apologize for anything when you're in the four walls of moon juice also there's like if she's going to bring it out to like the rest of the country, I think that's great because I like for a chain, this is pretty much the best you're going to get. Like, I feel like during this period of my life, when I was going to like, um, I would go to like punch bowl and like all of these, like other like juice places in LA, but they were not like a bit, they were just like independent little places. And I thought moon juice was like another one like that. And it was really similar, but this just has become this like huge brand and chain um, of these like little, like kind of crunchy, like there was a place called Silver Lake Juice I would go to like, um, but it doesn't have an, it doesn't have any like Robux, like Jamba Juice, like it doesn't have any of that like gross, like corporate, like look to it, which is kind of depressing. Like, I don't like that stuff. So like, I feel like it's better. Like, I feel like it's, it would be exciting if I like lived in a place where we didn't have a juice place like that, that like a moon juice came in. Yeah. Yeah. No, everything's gotten corporatized, but moon juice is too. I mean, I, the aesthetics are like, I guess, slightly different than those other places, but I don't know. Then, then Jamba juice. Well then Jamba juice. Sure. But like then punch bowl or, you know, I have the juice in my neighborhood. No, no, no. I'm saying that this is like that, but it, this is a lot like punch bowl or something, but they've turned it into into a a, big chain. So like the, I've never seen like a big chain that had this. Well, they have, what's the, what's it called? The juice press. That one is sort of like. Oh, pressed. Pressed. Yeah. It's like the one that's in the Americana and stuff. Yeah. That my, my childhood friend founded that company. Oh, Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, this is going yeah. to a whole other level, but we'll see. I mean, I am still a little skeptical that this will work out for her, but you know, you never know. Well, I mean, it also seems like a hard business to, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of like liability with this kind of thing. Sure. Well, they had to much like Goop did, they had to like take off some of their health claims. And also I think what she's smart at is she realized that the juices aren't going to make her the money. It's like the dusts, like the stuff that can be shelf stable that you can, that uh, you can really sort of put into any store. Um, the, 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 it's the brand itself that will be attractive to people, not necessarily like the juices or the smoothies. Yeah. I'm going to make a collagen protecting caramel latte. That does sound good. Yeah, it does um, sound good. Anyway. Okay. Are we, uh, should we talk about the new Goop Kitchen winter menu or is that on your list? It's on my list. It is on your, all right. Well, let's just, uh, let's just start with the list then. 
Okay. Well, my best is sort of like a two in one. I'm just excited about everything. So like the goop detox came out, but also the goop winter menu came out. Yeah. So like, those are sort of like both on there. Maybe we can talk about it. Cause I guess I'm more excited about the detox, but like, okay. I haven't ordered anything yet. Something from it is my thing. I would try. Got it. Got it. Uh, well the whole, the whole winter menu is my best. Oh no. I actually had, um, as my best Gwyneth's interview with Stanley Tucci on the podcast. Oh yeah. I like that too. I thought that was good. I listened to the first half of it. It was, I listened to the whole thing at the, at Newark airport as I was waiting for my plane. Um, and it was, I, Gwyneth, Gwyneth is at her best when she's interviewing other celebrities. Like this is what she's good at. She can relate to them. Um, it was a fun conversation. Both of these people are really into food, which is exciting. And they also have something else in common, which is sad that uh, Stanley Tucci had oral cancer, which is the same type of cancer that Gwyneth's father passed away from. So they related to each other on that level. Yeah, I feel like her ability to have these conversations with like Stanley Tucci and to say like, I love food and to talk about like pasta and stuff. I mean, it's obviously sort of an act to a certain extent because she's definitely not like going home and eating like a plate of pasta every single day. But just like, her ability to like accept those things and to like naturally have a conversation about it and to like acknowledge that the reason for doing all of this is to have like pleasure in your life and like joy and not to have this sort of like aesthetic, like monk, like, like existence is her, is her power. And like, that's why she'll never have the hard edge of like an Amanda Chantal Bacon or like she'll never be the pure like mockery of herself that like her harshest critics wish that she would be because she is full. She's like, at least presents as like fully human. Yeah. And, and like you said, she, she understands her, pleasure. Her. Yeah. Uh, which is something that Amanda Chantal Bacon obviously doesn't, or she, or she gets pleasure from, from food in a way that, yeah, like you said, soft softens the edges of her sort of health regime. Yeah. And like food and just like, just everything. Like it, it just, it feels like she's a like sensuous person. Mm -hmm. And so is uh, Stan. I didn't really know much about, I mean, I like, I always like Stanley Tucci as an actor, but yeah. he's like really, he's really into food. This is sort of his new book is like a sort of semi memoir, semi cookbook called taste. And because one of the symptoms of his, I guess, I, I don't know if it was the cancer or the, the treatment, but he basically lost his sense of taste for a while and he mm -hmm. still is really sensitive. There's certain things that he can't eat. Um, so he's sort of working back to, to, to appreciating food in sort of a new way. Um, and it was really, yeah, it was a really touching interview and it was funny and they're both just really charming. So if you haven't mm -hmm. listened to the goop, podcast in a while I would definitely recommend this episode yeah I really um I really liked it too uh they also do their other recommendations for their favorite restaurants in London so if you're ever oh if you're ever in London do you remember what they were I mean no, I don't, I, know I don't remember I, I've only been to London for like a day so I really have no knowledge yeah. of it I mean I barely do either um Okay. So that was, now we're all screwed up. So your, so your best was the detox. Yeah. My best is like the detox. I'm just really, really excited to do a detox. Um, I ordered, I got on the wait list for like their new detox package. Yes. So did um, I. immediately. 
um, which I would really like to do. Like, and I'm going to, depending on when I get it, because I haven't heard anything back. <laughs> this is, I'm that. sorry, but this is, this is my worst partially because they're making you. And I, I also went on the wait list, but like, they're making you spend $195 on this detox and that's just the powders. And then you also have to go grocery shopping. But then yeah. also the, their organization, like this detox should be available to everyone by January 1st when people start the detox. This is crazy that you have to be on a wait list. What are we going to do? A detox in March? No one's going to do that. No, Brian, this is my worst as well. Their shipping in general is also my worst because there's another thing, my thing I would buy. See, now our list is all out of order, but yeah, but we'll just buy, so I've been talking about that shampoo conditioner for a million years. Uh, yeah. Did like, you ever get off the wait list for that? Okay, listen. So here's what happened with this. My so yes, their shipping and organization is also my worst for this week because here's what happened. No, I never got a notification that I was off the wait list. Okay. I went on their website anyway and saw that I could buy it. I was like, they didn't email me. Oh I put God. it, I bought it. Okay. I bought it seven days ago. I've paid for it. I haven't received a single thing, a shipping notification, a, nothing. All I have is the notification that I paid for it. That's it. And this was like six days ago. And I know whatever COVID and I know they just had the holidays and everything, but like they were getting so good at their shipping and we were getting so happy with their, we were like, getting complacent. We were proselytizing that's the problem that oh goop has the best shipping this is amazing it's a miracle and then we now, took it we started taking it for, taking granted. It for granted yeah and now they're back to their old bullshit and you're exactly right Brian because I'm waiting to do the cleanse because I don't want to I want to do it with this powders and stuff like I want to do the full thing you it, know? It, it is insane to me that a company like goop would have this cleanse and not have it available to everyone when they put post it because like I, it's it like can't, the new it can't be on rapid purpose. COVID test. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. You can't well, get it. And that has to, I, part of me was like, oh, is this, you know, pretending to be like the sort of fake scarcity to, to drive up interest. But no, I, I can't imagine. No, they, this could not be the outcome that they wanted is everyone to be on a wait list for it is, what is it? January 7th. It's and January 7th. I mean, there's no way because there's no way I'm going to get to it. And I would really prefer, I'm not doing this in February. Like if I don't get it, I'm not going to get it. And if I don't get it, I'm just going to do, I'll still do it. Yeah. The recipes will always be there. I, the other thing that bugged me and why it did make my worst is because I, I get these recipes are really complicated and you're spending $500 on groceries, but then to also ask you to spend $200 on these fucking powders in addition to the groceries seems like this is I, this is too much. Okay, I have to say I liked it. So obviously I can't. I don't want to spend two hundred dollars, and I don't have that much money. I'm like not a On, literally. It's like it's like little packs of protein powder and something called a reset cereal blend, blend and a like, and yeah, you get a like, dry brush. Thank you for a dry brush. You don't want that, Brian. I mean, I have a dry brush, and I could get protein powder from anywhere. I don't Brian, need to spend... Come on. <laughs> I just. Where's I, your sense of whimsy, Brian? Where's your sense of art? It, it's not just protein powder. What? what but it is, I guess, because I've just been burned too many times with getting this marine collagen, getting yeah. this metabolism powders. I still have all of these powders from last time. And what it's is like, the cereal blend? I want you don't want. I have. I don't know what the cereal blend is. Cereal blend? They don't, don't have. Oh, that's that? the other thing is they don't have any information about anything. Who you have cares? To like, I don't care. <laughs> You have to like click on it and then like try to zoom in on the picture, but yeah. then it gets too blurry and you like literally cannot read the ingredients. Of yeah, what it's it is. a superfood blend of seeds and nuts. That's so the, the okay. So you got a uh, one little pack of seeds and nuts, 
yeah. a bunch of little tiny packs. And then there's a, what are the little blue packs? What is that? I that's think another super marine college, the marine, some marine college and a dry brush. That's $200. And then the you also have powder is five different plant sources of certified plant protein and no fillers. And then the little blue ones are the gut microbiome super powder. Well, I already have some of those from the last, and you last also folly. get some detox. Oh, that bad one, that bad detoxifying super powder. That's the one that tastes really bad. I think. Oh, you know, you, you get the, you get the poop one, which tastes like nothing. It tastes like, okay. Tastes, oh, it's the one that tastes like cum. Oh no. Uh, it's like an alkaline sort of taste. I see. Um, you get, I have a oh, bunch of, see, I could do this. I have protein powder. I have nuts. I could do all this. I have a dry brush. I have everything. I have all these ingredients. It already comes in with a little book. Oh, it comes with a book, <laughs> a book telling you the oh, detox yeah, yeah, yeah. pantry. And then the smooth, all of the recipes in a little cookbook. Oh my gosh, how cute. I do wish that this was um, $50. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, the thing. It's definitely, definitely without a doubt, not worth your, I might've been a little bit detox crazy when I got so excited about it. I'll, I'll give you that. It's, they, it's not, it can't be worth $200. They need to team up with like a hello fresh or something and you can do one click and it will, it could give you this, but it will also just deliver all the ingredients to your house. See. Okay. And this was another thing that I was really frustrated with because I was like, Oh my God, like the goop winter recipe, the goop kitchen winter menu and the detox are coming out on the same day, but they both came out on Wednesday, I think. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you're going to be able to like order all your detox food from Goop Kitchen. And I was so stoked. I was like, this is happening. It's all coming together. Yeah, like no. my life has meaning again. Like I need, I actually need this to happen. And Brian didn't happen. What a, what a missed opportunity. Cause like, I okay. Know. So this, these detox, this detox recipes, there's what, there's like three breakfast recipes, a few lunch, a few, it's like 10 things they could easily have added those things to the goop kitchen menu easy i mean and then then i'd be perfectly happy you you buy your little packet of powders for yeah. 200 dollars. yeah you buy take out three meals a day from goop kitchen mm -hmm. um you complain about being poor you're homeless in the streets yeah you lose everything everything, lose everything. dignity because i just want to reiterate like I know I'm talking a big game about like how I want to buy this. I just want everyone to know, like, I don't have a lot of money. Like this isn't something that would be like, this would be a major deal. This I would just be a, a major life error. If you were to do this, this, this would, would be just another mistake, but it would, I next would be time, happy. Next time BB gets sick, days. too bad for him. It's like going on vacation when you can't yeah. go out of town, you know, it's like, oh, I'm living this life right now. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Goop. I get the Goop Kitchen is its own thing and it's whatever her name is, Callista Floriska or whatever is the chef. And it's not the same thing as the Goop editorial, but like how, what synergy, what corporate synergy would there be if you could just go on your phone and order the fucking green chia bowl and order the little salmon balls and order that stuff from Goop Kitchen and just sit in your house and, and do the detox without leaving your couch. I know, but also, you know, when I do these detoxes, I am pretty smart at like changing things up, making them cheaper. Omit. I know sure. what to omit. I know what I can repeat. I always do my own little way. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's yeah. what you have to do. Um, because the grocery list is as always truly astounding. It's astounding. Like I can already tell you, I've already decided that I'm not gonna make the avocado tahini dip, and I think I'm just gonna have avocado choices like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just have tahini. But I don't think it's just like two fats mixed together. I don't think you really need both. Uh yeah, I mean it, I guess a slightly different flavor, but again, the fat, yeah, I mean tahini almond butter and then you have olive oil avocado oil coconut oil sesame oil i get that they're not the same thing but it's like it's the type of thing where it's like if you have them already that's great but if you don't like don't make a special trip it's olive oil and sesame oil that's it those are the only two oils and like canola um but in the the, the shopping list also has like no i'm that's what i'm saying like all oh, it, i would ever use oh yeah yeah and then um Oh yeah, and they had one based on the um, Emily Mariko salmon bowl, which yes. is which was I loved that. Yeah, um, those look good. Um, they do look good. A couple of these recipes are on my thing. I would try. So yeah, I'm gonna like. They have yet another smoothie with cauliflower in it. I don't understand. Maybe I'll just have to try it and see. Maybe it's great. It just it always blows see. my mind. They have another chia pudding, which I don't, I've ne- never in my life made chia pudding. I still need to. I've never made it. chia pudding before either. And this is a truly grotesque one. I mean, like this color is, is putrid. It literally is putrid. It's I think it looks grotesque. Good. You didn't see the color of it? No, I think it looks good. The green chia pudding. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think like this is a great example of like marketing. <laughs> Sure, sure. Because if you just, if you didn't already know, like there's, there are these things called chia seeds and they're chic and there's this brand called goop and it's great. And like, whatever they tell you to do is going to be clean and healthy and wonderful and fabulous and like celebrity. Then someone just random person was like, I'm eating this. You would think like that crazy man is eating slop. Like you would not think, oh, yeah, that's looks like, like baby poop. It's horrific. It looks like it comes from another planet. <laughs> um. That said, I will make it. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. So, again, we have pluses and minuses as always with this fucking detox. There always um, will be, and so, but we can't talk about it because we can't do it. But I, you know what, you're right, Brian. I'm not going to wait for this stupid thing. I'm already too busy. I'm still waiting for the shampoo that I ordered a week ago to ship. Infuriating. To just to ship. I'm still waiting on my rapid COVID tests that I ordered three weeks ago. Not from. I mean, forget those. (laughs) <laughs> apparently they've been out for delivery since christmas day they've been out for delivery that's what it says i think it's some sort of mistake oh god they're killing me with this uh okay so let's go over the the goop kitchen winter menu since we're already talking about food yeah let's go over it because i one of the things is my thing i would try but um I think that this whole menu looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Um, so the first item on the new menu is the winter chopped salad. Uh, so this has herb roasted delicata squash, marinated dates, two year aged cheddar, and topped off with falafel crispies. Oh, I thought it was like whole falafel balls. These are just like croutons. It still looks good. Yeah, it's like croutons. Yeah. With a, it says a perfect crunch to salad ratio. I mean, I don't doubt it. Like they're pretty good. I mean, yeah. their salads are are really good. And what's it, the dressing? Is it the Dijon vinaigrette? Let's see. Let's see. Hang on. 
The winter chopped salad. It looks like it is the GCC maple mustard and vinaigrette. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Goop certified clean. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. I made like a really good vinaigrette the other day that I'm like, this is going to be my classic Brian's vinaigrette for the rest of my life. What was it? It's just, it's so, e- I mean, it, this is like not a revelation at all. It's three, three tablespoons olive oil, one tablespoon uh, apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. one teaspoon each of Dijon mustard and maple syrup, mm. a pinch of salt. And I had some dried thyme, but I think you could do any, any herb and that's yeah. it. And just whisk. I mean, that's like literally what a salad dressing is, but I was just like, Oh, this is the perfect proportion. I feel like making your own salad dressing. I go through phases where I'm like, why would I ever do anything else? And then I go through phases where I'm like, I'm not going to do all this while I'm already making a salad. I get, yeah, it is like, I do. I do like those, um, Ken's Steakhouse pre-made salad dressings. If I'm doing like a blue cheese or just like a like an Italian dressing, they like have that. They're just like a good sort of classic bottled dressing vibe. But yeah. uh, a homemade vinaigrette, it does. If you're do, if I'm doing a salad as like my main thing for dinner, then I'll make I'll make the dressing. Yeah, I will. It sort of depends on my mood. Also, because like I don't feel like they keep very well. They like separate in the fridge. Yeah, you have to just do it. Uh, like for that night like you can't really yeah. make extra yeah um so what do we have next yeah so there's that's the thing I also like I don't really like beets that much and there are a lot of beets oh also this salad I was kind of surprised to see real cheddar I don't is there anywhere else in this menu where they have like dairy Jeez, I don't know I guess because this is like fancy cheddar and I'm and this is the other thing I appreciate about Gwyneth is like she knows that vegan cheddar is disgusting. There's no, we haven't gotten to that point in science yet that you could make mm. a good vegan cheddar. So she's mm. just like, it's going to be real cheddar. I see. Oh, you know what? There's, it looks like there's blue cheese on the cob. Oh yeah. There's, oh, that blue cheese. Yeah. That blue cheese is good. I think, yeah. I think a little bit of dairy is okay. Apparently. Okay. So then what else do we have? Oh, then, the, so this is my, I feel like I'm skipping around, but there's just a lot to cover. This is my thing I would try. I've, I'm sorry that I'm jumping ahead, no, but no, no. the detox chicken salad. I, you know, I love the Mary's chicken salad. I think it's just a clean, classic, perfect chicken salad. And this is basically, well, this is replaced the old chicken salad, which is not on the menu right now because I guess they have this detox one instead. And instead of being served with lettuce, this one is served with a detox cracker which is yeah. called, right? It's called a seasoned super seed cracker, which looks great. It also comes with beets, pickled red onions, avocado, snow pea and radish salad, non-dairy ranch. So again, I'm not a huge beet person, but I'm sure it's good. So I would definitely get this. I, this looks amazing. This chicken salad, I love the little seed crackers. This seems like a perfect detox lunch. Mm-hmm. I go through beets are hot and cold. I'm in the middle of a beet phase right now. I think it's winter. Um, cause well, I just, season, yeah. I do them in the instant pot for you do like, you don't even have to peel them. You do them for like 32 minutes and then they come out really, they almost come out like canned beets, like really nice and squishy and sweet. Mm-hmm. And then I just add like yesterday for lunch, I made, um, I had like a sheet of puff pastry in the freezer. So I just made like a beet and feta tart with the puff pastry. And it was like delicious. Yummy. That sounds really nice. I don't yeah, really I like golden just, beets though. 
I'm just like traumatized. I remember like standing in my grandmother's kitchen and she was like drinking cold borscht out of a coffee mug. And she like gave me some to taste. And I thought it was so disgusting. I spit it back into the cup and she got so mad. She was like, now I have to throw the whole thing out. And I was like, I'm sorry. It was, I mean, I just couldn't, it was so bad. Jewish grandma cold borscht is rough. But it's okay if you mix it with some sour cream, but it it needs a little something. Yeah, it Just needs a little straight. sour cream. It needs a little brightness, a little acid. Alice, I'm sure Alison Roman has done a borscht, but she would have hers with like apple cider vinegar and like a, a pound of fresh dill. Yeah, um, I like it. I also like a hot borscht. Mm-hmm. I like a hot borscht. I have to say I like borscht more than I like gazpacho. I'll give it that. I probably would rather, me too, because if you get the, if you get the, if you get the sour cream in it, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need sweet. It's a sweet and sour experience. Mm. Anyway, make a borscht. Make a borscht. Uh, I have to make a small amount because I'm sure my husband will not be partaking in borscht. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a borscht guy. No, absolutely not. Uh, next, <laughs> okay. we have the winter salmon bowl, which honestly, oh. to my eyes, looks exactly like the fall salmon bowl. Is there a difference? Um, oh, cabbage. I guess the cabbage is. I don't know because I've actually never ordered a bowl from goop yeah it's good i like the, the little crispy rice stuff is really good i think the delicata squash is new yes because it had the fall one had carrots i remember it was carrots and and like kale and this one is squash and cabbage and i feel like cabbage is really having a moment it is i predicted this you called mm-hmm. correctly but allison roman has a big cabbage recipe I went to a fancy vegetarian restaurant on my birthday in New York, and the entree was this beautiful um, stuffed cabbage. Cabbage. Yeah. It is good. And you're right. It is the it is the vegetable that people, like, it should, it's better than Brussels sprouts. Yeah, because it's so much, I mean, I like Brussels sprouts fine, but, like, cabbage is so versatile. You can mm-hmm. do a roasted cabbage. You can do a braised cabbage. You can do... Yeah. I mean, any texture, you can make it crispy. You can make it soft. You can, it goes with any, any like ethnic, any ethnicity, Eastern European, Asian, it's all cabbage. Everybody's got cabbage. Everyone has a cabbage thing. Yeah. You can do kimchi. You can do sauerkraut. It's like everything. Yeah. And they're like kind of the same thing. It's everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, Um, then we have pumpkin chipotle soup. So I've ordered goop soup before. I haven't ordered the sweet potato soup, but I have ordered the bone broth, which I thought was kind of underwhelming. It was just like a bone broth. Pumpkin chipotle soup. I'm sure it's good. I just, I always want something like a little bit more exciting than a soup when I order from goop. And I'm sure this is seasonally correct, but pumpkin is so, to me, October, November, Mm-hmm. I can't, I just can't do pumpkin in January. Pumpkin is not You're, winter. Even if it botanically is winter, it's not winter. See, I kind of like the idea of like honoring the pumpkin beyond like when we're told to have pumpkin. Like when does the pumpkin want us to have pumpkin? Yeah. Maybe the pumpkin is sick of Halloween and the pumpkin wants, cause that's the thing with winter is we have Halloween, we have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas, and then there's like three months of just nothing Mm-hmm. We need to find ways to jazz up this time of year, mm-hmm. but I just can't, I mean, pumpkin is so culturally specific. We need, to, I think maybe that's what, where cabbage comes in, even though I don't know how you can make cabbage like festive. <laughs> I know smart Starbucks is trying to do those like pistachio, like they're trying to make pistachio the winter thing now, pistachio lattes and stuff. I don't really get it. 
They had like a tuxedo latte or something. Yeah. My bakery now is doing pistachio cherry croissants, which look really good, but. Are pistachios in season? I don't know. I think it's just sort of like a green thing that is like colorful, but is okay for winter. I think that's the deal. I have no idea. Maybe they're in season. I don't know. Um, because my, my bakery only does almond croissants seasonally in the summer, and then they switch to pistachio cardamom in the winter. I see. Yeah, I just love, um, I just love almond croissants. They're so good. They're so good. Uh, um, then, oh, then we have two desserts, the ooey gooey gluten-free brownies, which I'm sure are going to be fine, but you're, we are going to be disappointed by these. I can tell you that. Well, stuff like this is almost always disappointing because it's like never as good as a real, a real, brownie, a real yeah. thing. Um, also I'm like too paranoid to bring anything like that would be toxic to my dog. Oh, into my house. So I'm not going to have that. No chocolate. Anyway. No chocolate. And then the um, cocoa date truffles are back, which I didn't realize that they left, but they're back. Yeah. Um, didn't you make these and think they were delicious? I, I have made them in the past and I also ordered them from Goop Kitchen and they are no, I the ones I made, I don't think had dates in them. Maybe they did. Mm. I think they were mm. just like, I think it was just like cocoa powder and coconut oil. It was just literally, you're like making your own chocolate with like tons of fat. I see. They were really good. But I'm sure that these, these I've definitely had these from Goop Kitchen and they are, I mean, they taste like health, health food desserts, like from a bulk bin in your local health food store in the 80s, which I think Delicious. is a great a great Heaven. flavor yeah oh you can also order supplements on Goop kitchen now yeah oh you ordered the little chili crisp thing How's i that ordered going? the little chili crisp thing that i actually didn't love no i like i just like the traditional chili crisp with the the like stern maoist woman looking at you. yeah it was not as um it i don't know it wasn't very flavorful in my opinion but i think i would probably next time get a get some of their non-dairy ranch which is very good i think that's what they do best oh yeah yeah um i think that does it for coop kitchen right is that it i think those are all the new recipes unless or or the new menu items unless we're leaving something off and yeah, yeah it's just such a pity that you can't order the detox stuff it's crazy it's really upsetting the only but they do have a new like category which is like detox friendly sure which i assume means that you can eat it when you are on the goop detox so like the winter salmon bowl the not so simple side salad the detox chicken salad lunchbox and the bone broth, the bone broth, and the cocoa date truffles are all detox friendly. If you are on the detox and you want to uh, order takeout, so yeah, that's. I mean, I guess a good alternative. I mean, yeah. Where are we? Sa- saddest, craziest. Craziest. Mine was Amanda Chantal Bacon, oh, just Manchester. because. Um. You know, I'm really, this manifestation podcast, I just want to say like, I'm, I'm turning a corner with this stuff with like all of this goop stuff. I feel like you kind of have to be a certain age to like actually take it seriously. 
Mm. And I think I'm getting to that age where like it, I like, like it for real, like a lot now. <laughs> like I was always sort of, you know, I always sort of liked it, love, hated it. I had like a weird, complicated relationship with it, but I'm way, way more open to a lot. And I'm like getting a lot more out of it than I ever have. So okay. I just want to say that. And that manifestation podcast, I tried, I, I couldn't get through an episode. I'm happy it for was you, but it's one of the worst things I have ever listened to in my life. You guys have to go and listen to this stupid podcast. These people are, it's just, it's totally. Say the name again for everyone. It's, I can't remember. It has like four names because the brand is called To Be Magnetic. To Be Magnetic, yeah. But then the, then the podcast is called something else. But like, I subscribe to it and like, I listen to it all the time. And like, it's called Expanded by To Be Magnetic. Uh, and like it's something else it's yeah there are some there are some like very problematic elements to it yeah as there are with everything that we talk about but you know I don't know it's like I I've I've never squared my relationship with the stuff where it's like I feel like a lot of it is bullshit and then a lot of it is like I love it I don't know I mean I think that that's the like the people that listen to our podcast I'm sure are sort of in the same boat so I think we all are on that continuum of where it's like, it makes me really mad. And yet I can't turn it off. Cause I'm like, mm, I might be somebody. cause like there's nothing else in life that is giving us better answers. So yeah, I mean, I mean, our, our systems are down our, 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 you know, politicians are fucked up. Our way of life is coming to an end. So we might as well search for alternative answers. You might as well start manifesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking, I guess this is slightly related. Speaking of manifesting, my saddest and craziest is Jennifer Freed's astrological forecast for 2022. Was she, it really? I, 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 she, I mean, I get it. Cause she's like trying to sort of bring in sort of current events to her forecast, which I think makes her seem a little bit more credible. And it's probably, mm. probably just like what, what everyone is sort of thinking about anyway, but she, writes about it in a very sort of, you know, new age astrological way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, she's basically saying the world is getting more fully divided Mm -hmm. uh, between, you know, the haves and the have nots. Um, There will Mm be wars over water and oil. But like, you don't need to like see the future to know that. Like that's, we already know that's happening. Uh, So she, but she asked some pointed questions. Are you, are you part of the vanguard of love or are you a soldier in the battle of fear? I want to be the vanguard of love. Of course. Are you committed to uplifting others or to squashing those you disagree with? Uplifting other. No squashing. I don't know. (laughs) With effort, we can each explore the ways that we have severed belonging and start to repair torn trust in our hearts and communities. The cycle will invite us all to reevaluate how we spend our precious time. I think that's wishful thinking. Well, yeah, she has some optimistic views. She says, we will also see an explosion in the creative arts and events that bring people together in rapturous ways. New and more diverse voices will gain access to public platforms. Yeah. Um, And then unfortunately, she also says there will be an enormous emphasis on water as Pisces is a water sign ruled by the oceanic Neptune. We will be creating solutions. Okay. We will be creating solutions for water shortages and dealing with climactic water events. Okay. And then she says, we must come to terms 
with the shadow side of capitalism, which mm. has led to countless people being excluded from private and privileged institutions and benefits and to the oppressive narrative that more and faster are always better. Sorry, I'm just gonna close the door because it's getting really loud. Yeah, so I don't know if she means by coming to terms with the shadow side of capitalism, is she meaning to just accept capitalism or does she mean that we should try to change capitalism or overthrow it? I don't know why I'm asking these questions well, to I an astrologer. Like, no, well, I think just that even they're talking about like negative aspects of it mm. is promising. It's, good. it's a like, progress. It feels very like Elizabeth Warren. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Like, what is what is her deal it's like fair like fair capitalism like it's co like, like compassionate capitalism something like that something like that mm, but garbage. it's like not like i don't know it's not i don't think anybody on goop or anywhere is calling for like a communist revolution but like no. maybe she but just it, means like you know maybe things haven't been so perfect it, so it is it is progress that i do hear in my sort of media diet of like elite centrist like whatever like slate or like the new york times i do hear these people talking about capitalism in a critical way which i feel like even a few years ago that wouldn't have been happening so i guess in some sense that that's progress i don't know i mean um, i think that just the way these things work is like their definitions can expand to meet their needs so it's yeah. like all of a sudden like they're they'll be critical of capitalism but like when it comes down to it they're they're not actually like they just know like they just know what they have to say to like appeal to certain people but they don't actually mean it and that's like they don't actually yeah. want anything to change like nobody who is in a position of privilege like actually wants anything to change because everything benefits them of course yeah so like if they say that they're just they're either lying or they're like doing that thing where they're like you know oh of course we want like where like healthcare becomes like medicare for all becomes like I don't know, Obama, whatever the hell we have, like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, they just keep expanding the definition to like, a, like they just take progressive language and just like you apply it to their own standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so like, I wouldn't really take it very seriously. Well, fuck then. We're just back at square one. Oh yeah. I mean, like, why would anybody at Goop want? I don't know. No, Maybe no. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a Goop is a, capitalistic enterprise so there's there's no sense in asking for them to be critical um and it's actually pretty sick that i would even hope for that um yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah but jennifer freed i that like shadow work is like a way to look at what is happening i mean yeah. i guess but i just don't i feel like in order the problem is like if you're talking about like like a union like analysis of like our socio-political climate or whatever like most people who are participating in society are not doing that so i don't really understand like we as a society will not look at the shadow side of capitalism like that just isn't gonna happen it just it's not possible it's an individual process yeah 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 Lo like looking at something a certain way yeah exactly it's it's an individual thing so there that, that yeah that's not like a collective critique of anything and it's not going to actually change anything but 
astrologers, I guess, are not about social change. They're about looking at the world in a particular way. Yeah. I mean, what can she do? She can just tell you what she sees. Yeah. She can just tell you what's hap- what it says. Um, so yeah, Jennifer Freed will not be leading us to a socialist revolution. But what was your wisdom element for your sign? Oh, it was, well, I'm an earth sign. I'm a Capricorn. Um, let's see. It said the, uh, okay. Earth. So it's Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Security is the higher activation of conserving, preserving, and stabilizing resources. Generosity, reliability, and self-acceptance are your superpowers. Security is the higher activation. So I don't, I honestly, I don't really understand what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Mine either. Liberation is a higher activation of equity, fairness, and positive empowering narratives. Okay. Liberation is a is the higher activation of equity. I don't what I don't I think I don't it means like means. if if you're equity, fairness, and positive things are are, are what you're good at. So so the higher uh level of that synthesizing those things the goal yeah. is 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 true liberation will liberate me will liberate so you. if i i have to have a higher activation of equity fairness and positive empowering narratives mm-hmm. narratives okay my nar- i don't whatever that means mm-hmm. slowing down taking life a day at a time and savoring the moment is your superpower that's cute that doesn't ring true for me yeah and like generosity reliability and self acceptance i I guess I'm a pretty reliable person and I think I have relatively self-acceptant generosity. I definitely feel like I need to work on. I'm not the most generous person. Um, like last night I was getting food from a taco truck mm-hmm. and there was another guy waiting to get food and we were both waiting. And then like um, an unhoused person came and ordered one taco. And then right away, the person next to me was like, oh, do you want anything else? And like gave him money to buy however many tacos he wanted. And I was like, oh, I should have also had that impulse to immediately say that. And I didn't, but it was a lesson for me. It was an, ex- he was an expander for you. He was an expander. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, cause this guy, I mean, I know this guy, I don't know him, but I see him, he lives on my block. And so it's like, he, I think he's our neighbor and I should have immediately been like, oh yeah. What other tacos do you want? So next time. It's a, it's a learning experience. Yeah. No, the guy who bought him the taco was an expander according to expanded by to be magnetic. Like there are people in your life who will like expand the possibilities for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. He also like was fluent in Spanish and I was like, oh fuck. Can't do that either. Well, you have to expand. I got to expand. I got to expand with my Duolingo. I know Duolingo. Jesus. I really dropped the ball with that one. Yeah, my my dueling is getting more and more desperate. The notifications. They really hurt my feelings yeah. with those notifications, but whatever. Uh I asked for it. All right. So that's enough astrology. I've done all of mine. Yeah. Okay. I've done my whole list. Okay. So I'll quickly just go through my try. We we already talked about the, the detox recipes. Um specifically, yeah. as I said before, the the green chia pudding sounds delightful to me it's um you're just mixing up dates and spinach and coconut milk and then pouring it over some chia seeds 
those cherry bonbons look really good to me. Yeah, those look good. Uh, the salmon rice balls, though, I I am not really on TikTok, so I need to. I don't know this woman. Um, I talked what, about her on the podcast before. She's the one that. What does she do with the salmon? That's oh, micro, well, is it I microwave. I did delete TikTok as well because I think it was really like it was mind control. Like my, I was I was a zombie. I was not a human okay. while I was on TikTok, but. I remember it well. It's this girl in San Francisco who is like a lifestyle person. She's really fit and thin, but she makes like healthy square meals that aren't like diet food. Like there's always like a huge pile of rice on her plate and whatever. And she made this salmon recipe that went super viral and everybody went crazy for it. It was a leftovers recipe. So she like pulled out her thing of like fruit of like rice that from like the night before pulled out her old salmon. She puts the salmon though. She puts the rice in a bowl. She covers it with an ice cube. She covers that with parchment paper, microwaves it, throws away the ice cube. That's the thing that everybody goes bonkers for. And then at some point, I think she also microwaves the salmon. Maybe it's in the bowl with it. Maybe she just like mix it, it mixes it in cold. I don't remember. She mixes it in and then she adds like mayonnaise and sriracha. And then she eats it with, she like uses a, uh, like a seaweed snack thing as like a, to like scoop it up and eat it. Oh, yum. Yeah, it looks really good. Everybody goes, everybody is all excited about it. And it's just like simple leftover recipe. And so I think this thing of like mixing your salmon into your rice is the, is the inspiration for those, these balls. So it's like an onigiri, like it's, that's a thing. Yeah. With like fish and rice wrapped in seaweed. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But this, this looks good. Looks good. Uh, and then, oh, thing I would buy, um, Jean came out with her new beauty editor obsessions for January. So these are all new products that are just recently on goop. Mm -hmm. And the thing I would buy, Oh, actually, I really, really want it. This might be going in the basket. Olvernum bath oil. I need bath oil. Oh my God. Okay. It's $98, but she says mm -hmm. it's good enough for like 50 baths, which I probably won't take 50 baths in my entire life. Uh, and it has, it's, oh, it reminds her of Rue Saint-Honoré in Paris, which is right by where I stayed last time I was in Paris. Mm -hmm. To me, Rue Saint-Honoré will always be connected to croissants because the bakery that I went to was on there. But mm -hmm. this is a good memory too. Um, and the, the, the scent is a bunch of essential oils, lavender, Siberian fir needle, verbena, eucalyptus, lemon lime geranium and rosemary so we got a little floral really a little nice. vegetal yeah it's everything and um she says it helps her stress relief and leaves her serene and her skin moisturized and now this is a giant bottle she says enough for about 50 gloriously scented baths i hope that's true so bath oil i have a question bath oil do you put it in the bath water or do you put it on your skin while you're in the bath? I think you put it in the bath water. In the bath water. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, it's, so it's instead of like a bath bomb or whatever, it's just to scent the water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Which sounds really nice. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. Everything is so expensive and there's so much shit yeah. you have to buy. 
Oh, the one article I would not even open this week was the one about mold in your house. I but I was like, I'm too triggered by my dog, but dog, I'm, and- I'm gonna have to go through that because I I'm pretty sure that my place doesn't have mold in it. It's like I just moved into this new apartment and like I think it's like nice and clean. I don't think there's mold, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, I'm uh I think there's some mold spots on our carpets. Our landlord is in the process of figuring out a solution to getting rid of our carpets. So. Oh, that's nice. That's good. I'm very You've been wanting that, that for a long time. A long time. Yeah. Do you know if there's like hardwood under it? Or? Uh, there's not. So you'd have to put in laminate. Uh, I'm trying to convince him to do that. It's more expensive, obviously, than replacing it with carpet. So we shall see. Good luck. That place would look great with laminate. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, this was a really long one. Yeah, we but had a lot to cover. You deserved it. You deserve we, you know, we, we were took a off long for, break. What almost three weeks? It was Christmas. It was Christmas. It was New Year's. It was and January sixth. <laughs> RIP. RIP, everybody. Um, yeah, and then the detoxes came out. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, guys, well, if, yeah, but if you guys are doing the detox, will you like let us know how you like it? And if you guys get that if you get it, if you get off the wait list, if you get the detox package or whatever, like tell us all about it. Cause you know, we're very curious. I think I'm going to just forget it and skip it and just do the detox without it. Because I just, I don't, it's like, it's too long to wait. It's too expensive. It's like, forget it. If you want to do the detox now, yeah, you should just do it. And you could, I mean, it's pretty easy to buy protein powder and some nuts and, and just do it. But I don't know when to eat the nuts. Oh, because you don't have the little booklet. Because I don't have the booklet. And also, I don't think the protein powder, I don't want some shitty protein powder. Like, I want some. Go to Erewhon, get the most expensive protein powder at Erewhon. I mean, that alone would probably be too. You know, I have an Erewhon in walking distance from my house now. I told you. Stop bragging. I can't help it. I was, (laughs) I I was, all I want to do this afternoon is go down to Erewhon, but John has the car and it's too far to walk. And I want those, apparently, Erewhon has their own like slim gyms that are like $55 that it's oh, like really? made of grass-fed beef. And that's all yeah. I want is like to have- Well, you can get, you could get chomps. What are chomps? They're like healthy slim gyms. Yeah, but it's not, I want air one ones. I know, I get it. <sighs> so I might, I might go after John comes back this afternoon, drive down. Okay. Well, let us know how you like it. Okay. <sighs> um, And we'll have, we'll have a, a bonus pod out soon with- um the the winter tasting the winter menu yeah we'll taste the stuff uh and we'll talk to you soon bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.